Hello and welcome to No Accounting for Tech, a podcast all about the technology powering the accountancy profession, brought to you by the good folks at Accounting Web. I'm your host, Tom Herbert, technology editor for the site, and this week we fastened our seatbelts, stowed our tray tables in the upright position, and headed off to Florida for Sage's Transform Conference. Prior to being bought by Sage in 2017, Transform was Cloud Mid-Market Vendor Intact's annual showpiece and is now used by Sage to highlight new features and innovations across its platform, but still with an emphasis on Intact as it's a huge part of the company's growth plans. There were plenty of announcements made at the show, including increased investment in the Intact product, enhanced integrations with Microsoft tools, and news that Sage has acquired carbon accounting solution Spherix. To cover these and Sage's plans for the future, I spoke with two of the company's senior executives, starting with Chief Technology Officer Aaron Harris, and I began by asking him a question that's been on my mind for a while. Is Sage now a cloud company? Sage is absolutely a cloud company. Uh, One of the things that, that Sage has done and maybe we're being a little too helpful here, is that we've, we've really classified our products in such a way that you know what are the cloud-native products like Sage Intact and Sage Accounting and Sage HR. I mean, there's a long list of these. And what are our cloud-connected products, right? These are the products that, you know, traditionally are installed you know, on-premise, but they connect to our cloud services for doing things like tax compliance. Mm-hmm. But if you had, you know, just, just the, the size of the business around just our cloud native products, if you were to take that out and put it on its own, it would be a very large, you know, in, in comparison to many, you know, in the field of cloud software vendors, it would be a very large business in its own right. Mm-hmm. And I think something that Sage has done well over the last couple of years is to sort of simplify the product set, um, as it were. There are a lot of uh, a lot of different names, a lot of different product names floating yep. around, and, and I think boiling that down has has certainly helped people get their heads around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you seeing? I mean, the, you know, let's say Sage Fifty customers, for example, that you know there are there are millions of them still out there, you know, on on the desktop. But are you are you seeing a pipeline of them sort of moving across to your to your cloud products? Uh, we do. We do see a, a pipeline of, of customers uh, moving from Sage 50. In some cases, they're moving to Sage Accounting. In some cases, they're moving to Sage Intact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the one thing that, that is sort of universal that would drive this is the desire to be in a, a, a full cloud experience, a full software as a service experience that you get with, with, with Intact. Um, but there's also going to be cases where these customers have simply reached a point where they've outgrown the capabilities of Sage 50. And it's time, you know, for their for their their next more capable accounting product, and nobody today is buying anything other than cloud accounting products, right? No one's buying, you know, very. I'm, I'm being I'm exaggerating, right? But but not a lot of people are buying desktop accounting anymore. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the annual report was sort of talking about uh, a sort of an anticipated growth of. 12% in, in, in the cloud side of things and minus one for the, for the desktop. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that makes, um, that makes sense. Um, you are just fresh from your, your keynote on stage in front of 3,000 um, customers, partners, etc. Um, you outlined a couple of really interesting advances that are either in the product now or, or, or coming. So I'd like mm-hmm. to unpack them sure. a little bit. Um, so on the AI front, there, there was the sort of invoice upload and and processing um i guess similar 
the dext or, or auto entry in the um, in the in, in the uh, sage family, mm-hmm. as it were. So, uh, could you just tell me a bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So we've created a a, a group of web services that are powered by AI uh, that actually will enable us to put this capability into any Sage product. Uh, and basically what the, the AI does a couple things. Uh, the first thing it does is it you know, reads the data that you would need to put onto a bill <laughs> off of the invoice. Um, and you know one of the big requirements for us is getting line items and not just the, the summary of the invoice because that's pretty critical when you get to tax in the UK and for, for customers that are on intact it's critical to get all the coding you know for how you're going to allocate expenses across locations and projects for example yeah. which leads me to the the second AI capability which is predicting how an accountant would code the invoice right so what is the, the accounting treatment for this invoice what's the expense account that it should charge to uh, what's the project, perhaps, uh, that the expense should be charged to? Uh, are there other allocations uh, that, that need to be considered? Um, and so those two together basically get an invoice from sort of a raw analog document, if you will, uh, to an invoice that's ready to be posted into the accounting system. And so you know, an accountant will take a quick look, you know, make sure they're happy with it, and just hit post. Okay, and that's but that sort of... Based on what auto entry and and, and, and and sort of decks and other products like that do, but it's it's building building upon that as as it were for sort of um, uh, mid market entities. Yeah, I mean, there's there's some some low level capabilities that that a lot of us you know just get because there's open source libraries available. There's there's services there's public cloud services available, but fundamentally you can't just get an off the shelf solution and plug it in and have it work Mm. you've really got to consider you know the more sophisticated needs of customers and what are the capabilities of the product that these are going to go into and so there's quite a bit beyond that in making it really really work for our customers great and um yeah the next announcement that that caught my eye was the general ledger anomaly detector can you Mm -hmm. tell me a bit about how that works yeah so we've actually had uh this this product uh out, out with customers for, for you know over a year now. We've got about 1,500 customers using it, but, but essentially what happens is when you turn it on, it starts a, a flow of data um, from your general ledger that is fed into a machine learning environment. Um, we spin up this, these processes to start training machine learning models that learn from the data what are the normal patterns of business. You know, what, what would you expect to see and, and, and therefore, if something goes through that doesn't fit that normal pattern of business, this AI capability flags it. Um, and you know, what's really cool about it is it's, once you've turned it on, it's a continuous thing. Mm-hmm. So your transactions are continuous flowing through the machine learning factory. The models are getting continuously retrained. And as you make changes to your business, uh, as you make changes, uh, so perhaps the anomaly detection uh, called out something that actually was correct. Uh, the user might cor- not correct it, but that actually is more learning to the, to the AI. Mm-hmm. So the, it, the way it works today for our customers is that it's, it's usually part of the review process for them when they go to approve journal entries. Yeah. And so the, with the way the AI works is it, within the journal entry approval screen, 
the AI will call out what are the things that are a bit unusual about this transaction that you should look at. And there's, there's an explainable AI component to this. It'll tell you exactly, on this line item, take a look at this, that's unusual. Or this combination of things is unusual. Hmm. And um, is, is, is the sort of AI customized to that particular business? Uh, that's, uh, really, that's a great question. It's a really good question. So we've got both global AI models mm. as well as what we call tenant-specific AI models. So getting back to the AP automation case, the first pass at an invoice, reading all the data off it, is a global model, right? right? Well, the data, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter who you are as a company. The data on the invoice is the data on the invoice, sure. right? So you, yeah, yeah. And, and the advantage of that is you get to train the AI from a much larger data set, which is where, why the digital network is, is so powerful for this. Mm -hmm. When it comes to uh, general ledger outlier detection, every business is different. Yeah. Even within the same industry, every business is different. You know, there's, when you get to, to a medium-sized business, there's no real standard chart of accounts. Uh, uh, there, there may be in some places. But the point is, the, the biggest, I think, innovation in the outlier detection capability that we developed is actually the fact that it's able to automatically create, train, and deploy models for each customer. And it doesn't require a ton of data to do that. Okay, great. Um, now, uh, earlier, earlier in the year, you announced the, the acquisition of a business called Lockstep, which um, I, I'll admit I didn't know a great yeah, deal about yeah. um, before it came across my desk. Um, can you tell me about Lockstep and, and what it does, the role it plays between sort of connecting AP and, and AR departments. Yep, yep. So uh, the, there's, there's a number of reasons why we did this acquisition. The first is, you know, we've been very focused at Sage on automating accounts payable, but there's almost an equal demand uh, from our customers to automate accounts receivable. So the first thing that we, we found very attractive about Lockstep is they have a great AR automation product that enables all of the workflows around managing the customer experience after the invoice is, is issued. But, but what really intrigued us is the way they built it. So the way they've built this capability is that it runs on a network that it expects that there is an equivalent AP transaction for every AR transaction. Hmm. Uh, it's got the ability to uh, uh, you know, kick off appropriate workflows depending on you know what the what the documents are, but so there's AR automation, which is kind of the obvious thing. But the really exciting thing is the inbox product. Mm -hmm. The inbox product is a universal email inbox for accounting teams, where you know all of your emails from customers and suppliers and banks and whatever anything having to you know to to require accounting assistance would come in, um, and the email inbox organizes everything by your customers and your vendors. Uh, so all of the workflows are neatly organized. Everything is searchable. But the real power of it is that you know, we've got the AI at Sage that can look at the context of the email that's come in mm -hmm. and make a determination, in some cases, about what to do next. So if it's a bill, kick off the AP automation process. Mm -hmm. But it might be a inquiry. Uh, when are you going to pay the bill? Uh, in which case, it would form, it would uh, you know, write a, a response that it can write knowing the data that's in the accounting system mm -hmm. to answer the, the question. So it's, it's really 
providing a lot of automation, you know, driven by AI to help accounting teams manage all of these workflows. Yeah, and there was a sort of self-service element in there yep. as well, wasn't there? That if rather than emailing to ask about the status of invoices, you could give your um, customer or supplier the, the, the sort of opportunity to uh, access a screen with their invoices um, that they yep. could check it in, instead of sort of um, the, the sort of email tenets that tends to go on and on. Right, and, and actually why that's so important is because once you can get your customer or supplier that you're working with in the inbox product to go to that online system, that then creates an opportunity to move off of email and go to a straight digital uh, delivery of these documents in the future. Mm -hmm. So each one of those is an opportunity to digitally connect that customer or supplier to the network that runs underneath all of this. Next, and finally, is a chat with Dan Miller, Sage Intact's Vice President of Product Management. Dan has been with Intact for 13 years, and prior to that worked at Intuit, developing products for the small business market. We began by discussing what had driven Intact's growth during his time at the company. That's one of the things that has kind of set Intact apart, is we really focused on understanding the needs of the finance team and not just the finance team, but the finance team of a nonprofit, of a um, of a software company, um, and, and even more so, going to the next level down of a software company that's a specialist or, or their their product line is in security, because there's differences in how you serve those customers, and we've done that across quite a number of verticals. Mm. And and this conference, you know, you've talked about, uh, I think. Uh, Construction, uh, manufacturing, real estate. There's there's been a lot of uh, a lot of sort of releases for for sort of specific verticals as well, hasn't there? There is. You know, our real history has been in service-based businesses. Mm. Um, uh, I mentioned software, nonprofit, financial services, healthcare, um, hospitality. Um, Sage has a long history in construction, so we launched into construction. Um, a couple of years ago and are um, at this stage, you know, really expanding what we're doing for construction companies and with the, you know, and the, earlier this year, we branched out into product-based businesses with the acquisition of Bright Pearl into retail and then also uh, with our launch of uh, a solution for distributors and manufacturing into France, the UK and now into the US. Mm, yeah, exciting times. Um, the mid-market, the, the, obviously, Sort of, sort of cloud, cloud-based solutions have been around for smaller businesses for some time, around around a decade or so. Um, but it, it feels like the mid-market has suddenly sort of kicked into gear. Certainly in in, in the UK, um, they, they, they talk about it being in the UK a hundred thousand customer opportunity mm -hmm. in the Sage annual report. It mm -hmm. sort of talks about talks about that as well. Um, what are some of the factors do you think that are, that are driving this this sort of push across from from some of the desktop solutions that perhaps traditional mid market players are using to cloud products like Intact? Yeah, I think that uh, you know you know first a, a thought around the mid market. The mid market is a is a kind of unique space. Mid market companies are often very focused on the next evolution of growth for them or in accomplishing their mission they have the desire to have the same kind of 
easy to use solutions and uh, that they had when they were a much smaller business. But their needs are more sophisticated. They have a professional uh, finance team, not just a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, they have uh, needs that are more specialized to their particular kind of business. And so they, in some cases, they, they need what, what an enterprise solution would actually provide to them mm-hmm. um, in terms of how they manage internal workflow. And they can't afford the uh, the, the expense of a, a true enterprise product or the time to implement it. Yeah, yeah, right? a, a sort of a year-long right. in implementation right. program that might cost millions of dollars, yeah. And so, you know, a you know, one of the things that we've really focused on is, so how do we bring that kind of enterprise-level capability to a product that's easy to use based on configurations and, and where the finance team is actually in control of how that works? Mm. So, that, you know, I think that that's, you know, been something that, you know, we've focused on as you, you know, to answer your question around, you know, so kind of what's changed. Um, I think that what, what's really changed is there are new capabilities available in cloud-based solutions um, in our connected world that don't, um, that are, that are available but are harder to get to in an, in a on-prem or desktop solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as businesses are scaling, having the ability to utilize some of those capabilities, you know, anytime, anywhere access is clearly one of the, the, the biggest ones, especially given, you know, uh, you know, our, our exit from offices with COVID. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's definitely a factor, but even, but even before, you know, COVID that, that was, that was a trend that was occurring, um, in mid-sized businesses. Uh, I think the, uh, the power of, um, uh, lower cost computing, that you can bring and higher um, levels of service that a uh, that we can provide as a basically being your outsourced IT team. Um, uh, people are recognizing that they don't really want to be in the IT business for running a finance system. Mm-hmm. If they know that they can get that all taken care of with access to connected tools that will allow their customer processes, their you know supplier processes to all work more smoothly. It's a great time to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and and with that, I, I mentioned earlier that there has been a, a sort of shift in interest in moving to these types of products. Um, what makes Intact, sort of Sage Intact, stand out from the crowd in, in in that regard? One of the most fundamental things that makes us stand out is we are a at our very core a, a finance solution designed by accountants for accountants. And so we really understand the DNA of the customer we're trying to serve. And it's important to us to uh, provide uh, real uh, tangible work-life improvements for mm-hmm. for those individuals that are using the solution. Uh, uh, because we, we do understand them we're, and we're, we're bringing solutions together that are designed for that team. Um, a lot of times what happens is a product is brought into a company to automate an operational process and the finance team is left to pick up the pieces and uh, and we are we are very focused on how do we make sure that the finance team is incorporated into that process so that things flow naturally into the general ledger and analytics built uh, built off of the general ledger and and other operational data are all available to them so that combination of very you know laser like focused on who our target market is who we're really serving um, and making sure that they have an easy-to-use solution 
with the analytics they really need to be able to make business decisions has really set us apart. Brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, fi final one from me. Um, in 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 the sort of annual report, it talks about uh, an aspiration to expand medium-sized businesses beyond financials. Um, in 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 practical terms, you know, I know mid mid-sized businesses find this quite tricky. So how how can Intact make this easier for them? Yeah. So we, we pride ourselves on giving customers choice, having an open architecture so that they can use systems that will integrate well based on their needs. But we also know that a lot of customers would prefer to know for a fact that these their solutions were designed to work together. And so there's a couple of dimensions that we are expanding beyond financials. One is uh, for the 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 um, the office of the CFO with planning um, capabilities. Uh, we have a planning product that's really easy to onboard and build plans that are as deeply integrated into Intech with payroll solutions, with um, time management solutions, with analytic solutions that are all kind of expand the footprint of what we can offer to a customer to a, the other activities that the office of the CFO is usually responsible for. Mm -hmm. The the other dimension. And we were talking a moment ago about verticals. In many verticals, that uh, there's an operational system that mm -hmm. works best if it's tightly connected to the financials. Um, and so providing an operational system for retailers, manufacturers, distributors is a key component of what we have uh, are offering now. So we expand that. Um, and we're continuing to look at how do we do that for each of the verticals that we're in. Um, uh, you know, an example of that is some of the relationships we have, which is now focused on the U.S., but we'll be expanding this to other other markets. Um, in in any looking at each vertical, you know, working with um, healthcare um, providers uh, or uh, in the tools that they need to manage their front office and and how they those um, uh, uh, products integrate into Intact so that there's a seamless workflow. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Dan. You're welcome. Thank you. And that's about all we have time for, for this episode of No Accounting for Tech. Thanks very much to Aaron and Dan for speaking with me and to Sage for allowing me to roam around their event unchecked with my podcast gear. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe to the pod feed by searching for Accounting Web on your podcast player of choice. And if you're feeling generous, you can help us reach more people by giving us a five-star review, if you feel we deserve one. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back with a regular No Accounting for Taste episode next week. See you there, or on accountingweb.co.uk. Bye for now.